look, I'm telling you, if if I could just give one piece of advice to any couple, mm-hmm. that would be it. Yeah. You want to you want to make it last? Stop farting and pooping in front of each other. Yeah, for sure. Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, everybody. Iceman. Just just that. Just Kurt. Kurt Lowell. Kurt. Iceman. Like, Easy. Yo, what's up? Iceman. Yep. All right. Great. So I am uh, a mess in the head because I just came back from a drag brunch. And yeah. I had bottomless mimosas. There you go. And then I floated in a pool for a little bit, a little while. You sound very relaxed. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm just saying that like maybe if my sentences don't come out all clear and concise and perfect, you know, maybe we hold back judgment a little bit. Or maybe we'll just accuse you of being high. I'm not definitely not high, but you, I definitely I had not. mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> definitely had a different substance. Um, anyway, we thought we would answer some more of your beautiful questions that you have emailed to us. And if you happen to have a question about anything, anything really, yeah, for real. uh, you can email to podcast at Nikki.limo. That's podcast at N-I-K-K-I dot L-I-M-O. You can ask us about anything because this part of our show is called Ask Us Anything. We, 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 we created that. But we are not professionals in any category. So... This is for entertainment value only. Damn right. So I'm going to go through the questions that have been submitted thus far. Uh, also, if you are part of our Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky, S-T-I-K-K-I. We do bonus episodes. We do um, a live stream every every month. We have one actually tomorrow that's mm-hmm. going to happen. Uh, we make drinks. We play games, all kinds <clears> of stuff. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot going on over there. There's great Discord community. But if you are part of our Patreon, you also get your question answered first. And there is, in fact, a question from a patreon member let's go this is uh someone that wants to be anonymous and the title is relationship question okay okay hey guys i'm a member of patreon and i am having relationship problems i wanted your guys advice she's 20 and i'm 19 we are long distance please keep me anonymous you got it done we've been together for two years now and i've not been happy with our sex lives for almost a, a year wow Context. When we first started dating, she used to grab me and initiate all the time for some months. She stopped, but she said it was due to school and stress. Then summer comes around, and we're both pretty stress-free, and we have some drinks, and she calls a TikToker, a TikToker hot in front of me. Why is he so hot? She told me that I'm the only one she's attracted to until this point. I tell her the next day as she asks why I'm acting standoffish. She apologizes and initiates pity sex, I'm assuming. From that point, I got more insecure than I already was and decided to quote-unquote test her in june 2021 i would not initiate each time i would visit her for like one to two times a month i wanted to see if she ever showed any sexual attraction by initiating things i ended up telling her that i tested her because she didn't initiate it and it was october the first two months i failed and my test and initiated maybe twice and uh we had sex oh so he was trying not to initiate to test her but then he failed because he wanted sex and and uh they had sex when he initiated twice Mm. the next two months i did abstain and she doesn't seem to ever want to have sex with me even though we are long distance and the times we do see each other are limited and special we don't have sex for these two months she would give me compliments here and there but she wouldn't actually do anything about it like she used to i told her i tested her and she told me that she doesn't initiate because she's she's shy each time we see each other after a month break she said 
she said that she'd most likely be more down for sex if we hung out for longer periods of time so she could get comfortable. She also brings up it's because of her sexual trauma in the past, which did happen with her exes. She said she just needs patience. I've probably seen her four times over a week since then. She doesn't initiate one time to date, and it's May 2022. Throughout this, I told her I don't feel sexually wanted. I feel like an old couple or just friends since we don't have sex. We only have sex when I initiate. She only says yes maybe 25 to 40% of the time. It's made me feel like shit. I don't know how more, much more patient I can be, to be honest. I feel like I've given her plenty of time, but it seems clear to me that she does love me. However, she's not sexually attracted to me or has lost sexual attraction to me. Am I ready for a breakup? I love her, but I just don't see her quote-unquote change and us being sexually compatible. I am a horny guy and would like to have sex daily. She said she's more of a once-a-week person and her limit is three to four times per week. However, we've been together in person for a month and we've had sex only twice on my initiating one of them which i begged for which i'm embarrassed and guilty about i'm also down to have her text her side of the story to you guys because i'm all over the place and probably didn't get her side through i promise you that every part of our relationship is perfect besides the sex for me it's not just that sex is good but it also causes me to be very insecure slash unwanted and lowers our intimacy i'm so mindfucked and do not want to let her go please help thank you steve and nikki bro once a day He's 19. I know, but holy Jesus 19. Christ, bud. What kind of calories are you sinking over there? Yo, the, the hormones are high. When Whoa. You think I'm high? The hormones are high. <clears throat> yeah, true. Over there in 19-year-old male species. So, bro, land. you want to have sex like <laughs> like once every 24 hours, and she's like, yo, maybe a couple times a week. May, um, she's like, once a week, but maybe three or four times a week. And then you're sitting here going like, I don't feel wanted. No, I no, don't but think, I think it's that's that. What it is. Uh, but let me just say what, what I think it is. Okay. That was my bit part. But what I think it is is that he just doesn't feel wanted because he wants it so much more than she does. Absolutely. That yeah. makes anyone not feel wanted. Right. I've, I've been on both sides of that coin. One where I'm the person where I don't want it. And then one where I'm the person that I want it and they never want it. Right. And both sides suck. It sucks to be on. Um, it definitely feels worse being the one that doesn't feel wanted. Yes. But um, yeah, I believe that sex is very important mm -hmm. if you want, if you're going to lock down a long-term monogamous relationship where like if you're going to like get married to somebody and you like pledge for forever, um, yeah, sex is like pretty important. I mean, if, it, if it's important to one, it, it should be important to both. Yes. So you do have to find somebody that believes that too, or that's, you know, you're sexually compatible with. And there's a difference between compatibility and chemistry. And you might have a lot of uh, compatibility with this person where you feel comfortable, you feel lo uh, like the other parts of the relationship are good, but you don't have chemistry clearly. Because if you did, you'd, you would have a thriving That's sex very life. true. I didn't think of that. Yeah. That's very true. There is a sexual chemistry that needs to be there. It just has. I mean, it sucks that it has to. It. I mean, it also depends on like what you value in a relationship. Like yeah. some people view relationships as businesses. Like, That's true. And so if you're just like fine with like having a business relationship where you don't have sex, or maybe like you agree to have sex with other people outside the relationship or whatever. I. I, mean, I don't know. No judgment. But for me, I think that there should be quite a balance there of of yeah sexual chemistry and feeling loved absolutely i mean how how would you i mean this is a toughie because like everything else is great but yeah i guess it's just one of those things where it's like it sounds like you it sounds like everything everything sounds great to you but there's something that you really need and it's not how being is met. it great if like 
um, your love language is physical touch, clearly, and you're not ever receiving that. So therefore, you're mm. not ever receiving love because that's how you receive love. Right. And I and I'm not even putting this on her because she could have any number of reasons. She could be like, yeah, I so love him, but. You're just you're speaking foreign languages, and so it's, an incompatibility. it's exactly yeah. like you're just not gonna work out long term if the way that this person feels love is by having sex, and maybe she doesn't receive love that way, so she's not giving love that way. Yep, you know, and it sucks because <clears throat> yeah, there could be love in a relationship, and also it could not work, and you need to break up. So there it is. So there it is. That's my opinion. I say break up. Mark, you can hit that button from Whoa. my side. Are you hitting the button? Um, I mean, has everything been done? I guess is my question. Like, have they really like, um, have, it sounds like he's just trying to confront this thing and like he, he still wants us to hear from her even. So maybe it's not yeah. it, the whole picture is on my only question, but. But I would agree if, if it's incompatible like that, then yeah, absolutely. Like she says she's shy, but then like they've been, like he was there for a month and she didn't even do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, then weird. and then she said she has some sexual trauma, which I'm not even taken away from. But then I think she needs to be with someone whose love language isn't physical touch. Mm, true. That's you know what good. I mean? Yeah, that's good. Because okay, there are people out there that that don't need sex all the time. Like they yeah. don't they don't feel one way or another. They don't feel loved or unloved by not having a high amount of sex. Yeah. You know, and that's fair. for this guy he needs it. But I will say, um, once a day is kind of a high demand for any yeah, that's person. Yeah, that's so <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's very high expectations. Maybe in the very beginning, um, yeah, a couple would have sex once a day, but typically it will go down a little bit. There are couples that that write in and they say they still you know fuck once a day, yeah. maybe twice a day, all the time, and that's good good for them. But um, typically, like you know two to three times a week Love I think it. is like a long-term thing yeah it's sustainable mm -hmm. um but yeah those hormones at 19 man also you're really young like this isn't yeah, the end all fine. be all like you'll find people that you'll find a person that can you know be compatible also i i don't mean to sound like so nonchalant about it i know it's like your two-year relationship it just really sounds to me like you're already kind of there yeah that makes sense i don't know <laughs> There you go, Savage Nikki tonight. There it is. Is that Savage? Uh, no, I just <clears throat> you're um because you were uh, mimosaing all day. Mm -hmm. You have a very uh, interesting tone about the way that you just diced, sliced, and diced that relationship, and I admire it. Okay, this one's called ADHD problems? Question mark. Hi guys, y'all know you're the shiz. Been a fan of Nikki since 2012 when she was on Tipsy Bartender and Steve since like 2016-ish when he started doing JK News. I suck at talking, so let's see if I can articulate my situation for the advice I'm looking for. First of all, thank you so much. That is a long time. 2012, wow. I can't even believe that was 10 years ago. Anyway, um, I'm 27 years old, going on 28 in August, and I kind of feel like a blank slate of a person. I haven't been in a relationship before, and I was in a situationship from like 2015 mm -hmm. to 2022, and it's just so stupid to love someone who made it obvious that I 
was just friends with benefits. I grew up in a tough love home and filled the role of baby girl and also second mom to my younger siblings who my parents adopted. I know I'm a cool, caring, funny person, but I recently lost my confidence and I've just been hating myself because I never clean my room or I impulse spend all my money and I'm constantly broke even though I have a stable job. Speaking of job, I low-key hate it just because my ADHD just hates the boring job with low social interaction. I guess my question is, how do I build myself up into someone with confidence and purpose slash meaning? I constantly forget the good things in my life and look at others' lives and it makes me feel lost and sad because I'm not as accomplished as others my age. I feel at times that my life has been a waste and there's no future for me because it's too late to do anything. I don't know. I'm a whole wreck of a person and I guess that's enough questions for now. LOL. Longtime fan loves you lots. Kenna. Thanks, Kenna. Thanks, Kenna. It sounds like you have depression. Yes, I, I also think it's natural to have confusion at this age, like that 26, 27 cusp age. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're turning 28 soon, but still, um, it's like the time where you're like, wait, I'm almost 30. I should have my shit figured out. Yeah. I should have my life together. I should like be a whole ass adult. And I think that's just not, it hasn't been that way for a while. Like, you know, when we were kids, the adults had all their shit together at like at 30, you know, they had a whole ass family and careers and stuff. And like, it's just not how the trajectory has been for this generation. No. And so first of all, stop putting yourself on this imaginary timeline. Secondly, stop comparing yourselves to others. I know you probably know that already, but it's definitely going to contribute to depression and your mental health because people are on different tracks, especially during this specific age period where like it's like popcorn sitting like po little popcorn kernels and like some of them are popping off right now you know like and they're like oh shit like oh shit you were a kernel too and now you're a popcorn why am i not a popcorn yet and it's like it's gonna happen just like stay on your track i mean you do have to put the work into it but like like just recognize that you have your own lane and every and like your lane is they're them popping off doesn't take away from your ability to pop off. Like that maybe sense. if you really try hard, you can one day be a popcorn kernel. You will be a popcorn kernel. That pops off. That pops off. Yes. I think I got it. I think well put. Thank you. Um, you could have depression, but I, and I would always be always suggesting a professional, like definitely talk to a therapist because no matter what, it could always help. And it just helps you like kind of, understand yourself better and so you can like navigate these new experiences in life and the like the confusion part of life better yeah but i do feel like the purpose meaning part that you're looking for is like finding something where you can be in love with the process obviously you don't like your job you said and you have adhd but there's so many things that you probably do like especially if you have adhd like i bet you like have like a billion hobbies or like a, a bunch of interests and so I think that if you could find something, just anything on the side while you're, you know, you still have your job, don't quit your job, just like keep hang in there for now. But like on the side, like something that you're excited to do when you get off work, like something that you can't wait to do or can't wait to build or can't wait to, to like learn or like even fail at, you don't even care because you're going to learn from it and you're like so excited about like, what is that thing or things uh, like, can you find that? And then just like work on building it and work on like, just like finding something where you are in love with the process rather than the result. Like it's not like, 
oh, I love doing this because eventually I'm going to be able to do blah, 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 blah. Or eventually like this thing's going to make me a hundred thousand dollars or whatever. Like forget about that end thing. Like don't do it for that thing. Live for the thing that brings you joy while you're doing it. Love that. Did I articulate that? I think well, I, I agree with a thousand enough. percent with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've just come to realize that because I, this is from being someone who is a very results oriented person in my 20s, all through my 20s, late 20s, maybe even early 30s. But um, I've realized that like the, the real part of life, the like part that fills you with purpose and like, oh my God, like this is the rich part of life is that part where like you're just doing shit because you love it. Like with no attachment to the outcome. Yes. Like zero attachment just because you fucking love it. And then usually good things happen from that. Like good thing, abundance and stuff flows from that. But like that is like the seed of all the creation, which is I think like the like the purpose of life. Love it. Yeah. There was like a Instagram reel that soundbite that was like the purpose of life is enjoying the passage of time, the passing of time hmm. is learning to enjoy the passing of time. Why not? Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Sounds like take it day by day, which I like. Yeah. And like, well, I mean, like just thoroughly enjoying Enjoy the present the moment. Yeah. And not being like, why am I not that? Yeah, for sure. You know, like There's being, a lot of that like what in your life right now excites you? Like what in your life right now are you grateful for? What in your life do you have now that you're like, fuck yeah. Yes. You know, like exactly. just, and even if it's little things, even if it's like, you know what? I fucking love my cat. You know, like, for sure. I love this cat. That's dope. Oh, I have a book collection I freaking love. Like, Stuff like that, yeah. like where it's just like, yes, life is great right here. I see it. I hope that helps. Thanks, Kenna. All right. Our next one is an update, and it's actually titled Update to the Update, German Village Christmas Breakup. We've done. Yeah. You remember, right? Yeah, sure. We Even the update. Hi, Sticky. I was just listening to a podcast episode that I had missed, and surprise, you had actually answered my update email. So here I am providing an update to that update. As a refresher, my first email was about my ex who brutally broke up with me at Christmas over the phone, and my second was me moving on with a guy I met on holiday, but who was living on the other side of the planet and wasn't really meeting my communication needs. Well, that didn't work out. Things fizzled rather quickly, and thank God they did, because a couple months later, I went on a date with a man who was only in my city for the day, and it was pretty much love at first sight. We had the most amazing evening together, and then I found out he was moving to the other side of the planet a month later for work. I know, right? We spent that wonderful month together and embarked on a long-distance relationship after the time was up. Anyway, to cut a long story short, we have been in an amazing relationship since then, traveling back and forth to see each other, and in a few months, he will be moving back over here so we can move in together. Yay! Wow. I guess the takeaway is that if it's the right person, long-distance can definitely work out, and even the long-distance part can become a fulfilling relationship. I genuinely feel that he is the one. I'm so in love and can feel his love from all the way in another continent. May I, might I have found my Steve? That's maybe cute. side note if you have any tips for moving in together and making that a smooth experience please let me know thanks for answering my questions and helping me through my tumultuous dating life i appreciate you on this podcast so much keep up the good work smiley face two bathrooms if possible we always say that yes if possible yeah. not everyone can yes but, but it's a game changer it's a game changer we believe in that but hey we had to trial by fire with one bathroom and we made th made it through that so yes sometimes you gotta just deal with it don't fart or poop in front of each other that's big man look i'm telling you 
if if I could just give one piece of advice to any couple, mm-hmm. that would be it. Yeah. You want to you want to make it last? Stop farting and pooping in front of each other. Yeah, for sure. Other moving in things. Um, you're gonna like find out all the like weird habit stuff. Like there might be like things you're just not used to. Like you're used to like running your house a certain way, and then like you have to kind of adjust and kind of find a middle middle ground for both of you. But um, yeah. Other than that, you should be gravy. Yeah, I would say. Oh man, I mean, it sounds like you're already good. I don't think you really have to worry about it. Yeah. Don't stress your. Don't stress out about it. I don't want to put anything in your head. Like I gotta do this, 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 this. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Just, just you know, I mean, if he agrees that like you should probably decorate the place or whatever you're into, or he likes to decorate or yeah. whatever that is, like just, just get that out in the beginning. Like yo, oh, split up, yeah, the chores and stuff. Oh, that too, yeah. Like Who, just very clearly define like who's in charge of what. Yeah, and if you need help with something or he needs help with something, try to be receptive to that. Like try to prioritize them. Yeah, for sure. And that feels good. Yeah, but I'm happy for you. I'm yeah, so glad that you, found, that you found the, the person. You came out the other side there. Yeah, I hope I don't get an update to the update to the update that's like, Oh, no. Turns out. No, we won't. We won't get <laughs> yeah, that. We, we won't. won't get that. We're not putting that out there. Nope. But so. good luck with everything. I'm so happy for yeah, you. good job. Seriously. Yay, and thanks for listening. I'm so glad you submitted questions and they actually helped, even though we're not professionals. It's crazy. That we actually gave some helpful advice. It's like rolling dice. It's crazy. It's like throwing darts. That's it. It's like bowling without bumpers. That's exactly what it is. It's like... It's like bumper cars without the bumpers. Just cars? Just cars hitting each other. <laughs> <laughs> and on that Seeing note, who survives. We are gonna go for, we're going to go for a break. And when we come back, we'll answer more of your questions. So stay tuned for that. Or go do bumper cars without bumpers. I don't care. Don't do it. But don't do it. Just like, talk about no, it. We could be liable for that. Yeah. We're, don't don't do, that. do that. Just think about how silly it is. It's funny. It's kind of funny. It's really just cars crashing each other. But yeah, but not on a road. It's like in a silly, in like, a control uh, environment. Or like a silly, like, little weird, low ceiling place. Yeah, it's always weird, isn't it? Yeah. I don't have a bumper card in a while. Why are the ceilings so low? It's because the the thing coming yeah, out the top, it holds, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Like held on by the top. What do they need that for? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like thanks for listening to our podcast, and if you want to rate it. That would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> All right, and we're back. And I hope that you bought everything we told you to buy. That would be so nice. Downloaded everything we told you to download. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we appreciate you for that. We also appreciate you for rating us highly on Apple iTunes. I don't know what it's called anymore. Apple Podcasts. Uh, Apple. Apple Tunes. Whatever the Apple App- thing is. Apple Tunes. Apple. Apple Tunes. Apple Tunes. <laughs> I know what you're thinking about already. Nope. Uh, This next question. (laughs) This next question is 
uh, titled Setting Unnecessary Boundaries or Gaslighted. Hey, Nikki and Steve. First off, I absolutely thrive off your podcast and have learned so much from you guys. It's insane. And as someone who is an introvert and homebody, I feel like I haven't experienced enough to learn the life lessons and development that you share about, if that makes sense. So thanks a ton. Sorry if this is a little long. We love you for it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Anyways, I'm a 23-year-old female who has always struggled with being a chronic people pleaser, and it's something that I have always hated about myself. I've been in a relationship for two and a half years with my boyfriend, who's 31. Oh, wow. That's a big age gap. Let's see, like eight She's years, tw- tw- eight oh, years, 23. Uh, 23. Okay, this is my first long-term relationship and the second relationship I've ever had. This being the case, I'm not sure what's considered a normal and healthy relationship. I've, lis- I've listened to a lot of Big Mood and, and Should They Don't Tell You episodes and realized that I'm a human doormat and decided to start setting boundaries with those around me, yes. including my boyfriend. Yes. Good for you. I've verbalized with him that I don't like the way he talks to me sometimes, specifically when he's mad or frustrated because he makes rude comments or makes little gestures that I don't appreciate, like scoffing, rolling his eyes, replying with a monotone, yeah. Or when he has a machismo attitude but tells me I'm being too sensitive. To be fair, I do cry when I'm mad or talk about how I feel, but it's not on purpose. It just happens. I'm a Capricorn. (laughs) Girl, you don't even have to (sighs) explain that. Like, I love it. And you don't have to justify it. That's how you're processing emotions. But I can't shake the resentment that I feel that I've been building up over it. I know he does genuinely love and care for me because he's always there to help out when I need it. And he always tells me how grateful he is to have me in his life and he wants to grow old with me. But I have this lingering feeling that although we do get along for the most part and have similar interests, I'm in a relationship that's not meant to be, maybe? How can I communicate my boundaries without making it seem like I'm using us breaking up as a weapon? Losing him would hurt me so much because I know how loving and fun he can be, but would it be for the best? Am I just a Ricky at relationships who expects him to be all rainbows and butterflies? Help, with much love, Anonymous Cookie. I think it's probably an age thing. Thank you, Anonymous Cookie. I think it's an age thing. Like, what, what are your thoughts on the age thing? Like incompatibility due to age. Like he finds her kind of annoying because like she's younger than him. And like. And so when she cries, it's like almost not valid. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that's like, my fucking. It's like a, a little girl like crying or whatever. Exactly, that's my like, guess anyway. Just from his equal instead of his equal. Yeah, not an equal. Exactly, he's not treating her like an equal at all. Yeah, he's treating her like a child. Yeah, which is not chill, and not a good vibe. I think. Yeah, and I think that's why he gets the machismo attitude too. And like you said, that what you like, what you what you like about him is that he helps out a lot. Like he probably has this sense of of purpose from like being yeah the man that helps in, in your life and stuff. Yep. Yeah, I. You should, you're an equal though, so that's kind of whack a little bit, you know. If your partner is not treating your needs and boundaries as valid, like I just don't know how you do stay together because that's so vital. Absolutely. And yeah, I don't think you're overreacting if that's what's happening. If you're like actively setting boundaries now and actually growing as a person and fucking good for you creating healthy things healthy habits to do uh, healthy things in your life and you are going to get pushback from people who are used to you being a doormat and used to being able to walk why all, are you being all so you. weird all of a sudden yeah like because used to be so fun to walk they don't want you to change that's why they're with you know they're there with you or whatever they're like they're used to being able to get whatever they want out of you. It's like I always put my boots on when you come over because I get to I get to step step steppy. Yeah, and so yeah, when you do start setting boundaries, you will experience this sort of negative pushback um, from your partner. It's a little disappointing because it's like they're supposed to have your back and they're supposed to want to work listen with you, you and yes. listen to you and stuff. Always. 
But yeah, I, th- I think it does kind of sound like he doesn't see you as an equal or maybe the thing he liked about you was that it felt like he takes care of you or whatever and just pulled up, put up with your wah, wah, wah nagging sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. That sounds like every chick I ever dated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I think that's really what it is. And uh, yeah, if he's not going to change, I mean, look, you changed, right? But you did something to help yourself. If he's not going to change to meet that, then I would say hit the breakup button. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like whenever you level up, it's hard because you're leaving a lot of people behind that were on the, your previous level. Yeah. That sucks. 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 But I do think that you'll, you know, find someone that honors that, especially if you continue down this path of starting off right away with setting boundaries. Yeah, and hopefully, man, yeah, it, look, hopefully with your partner, you don't have to, you know, set too many. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you, it should just be chill. So, like, you know, the, even the idea that all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'm not going to be people pleasing my partner. I'm just, my heart breaks for you a little bit because I can understand how frustrating it might be to wake up one day and be like, oh, man, I've been such a people pleaser. I got to change that right now. Yeah. Yeah. And especially it's kind of a shock to, people that are used to you people pleasing yeah but good on you for standing up that's fucking tight yeah for sure uh, i wish you the best yeah anonymous cookie good luck out there let us know how it goes it's a hard one because i don't want to she says that losing him would hurt me so much yeah i'm not even but... saying break up i'm just saying if he can't like it if this isn't clear to him yet yeah you gotta really draw the line yeah it just is such an important part in yeah. our relationship yeah Oh, I wish you the best. We I know really it's do. not easy. It's really easy for us looking from the outside in. Let but, us know though, please. Yeah, keep us updated. We appreciate it. This next one is called Pretty Much a Virgin. Help. How to put myself out there on the market. All right. All right. Hey, Nikki and Steve. Firstly, compliments. I listen to you guys daily on the way to and from work. You guys are 100% goals and are both truly amazing people. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Yes, thank so you. Sweet. Thank you. You both are super insightful and I can promise I've learned so much about the shit they don't tell you i've been binging so fucking hard on your podcast and maybe once i catch up my question might be answered uh, happy for you guys to give me a fun nickname or leave me as anonymous what's the nickname okay mr question mark <laughs> oh just automatically a dude i don't know because it says i'm a 27 year old female and pretty much a virgin okay mr anonymous Hey, I think that's a really good anonymous one then. Yeah. Because nobody will ever guess. They'll never guess who you are. I've had sex before, but I wouldn't go as far as calling it sex. The next guy, if there is a next guy, will probably have to dust out the cobwebs. (laughs) The guy I was seeing at the time was very horny, but I actually didn't have sex with him straight away. He was respectful enough to not force me, but was vocal about it. When I did decide, okay, sure, why not just have sex, we tried multiple times over many days and weeks before his dick actually went in. When we did... When it did, I had this massive burning and sharp uh, pain that I asked him to immediately pull it out. Let's just say he decided to call it quits with me within the next few days. I was very hurt when he called it off as it was my first time losing my V-card. But what hurt me the most was that it was the fact that he earned my trust and just texted me, I think we should just be friends and said, it's not you, it's me, blah, blah, blah. He's an attractive and popular guy, but I didn't actually start to develop feelings for him until I got to know him. To be honest, I actually found him to be quite annoying at first. 
I'm not really someone who opens up that easily. So the fact that I even gave him... You clearly um, don't open up that easily. My, the fact that I even gave him my trust after many months of getting me to like him and then left me within a matter of days after taking my V-card just made me feel like I'm expendable and trash. This is about five to six years ago and I'm very much over him. Since then, I've met people who I was interested in and they were interested in me, but we never took it to the next step. It was always me who decides to cut it off before we barely get started. I want to give dating apps a go and maybe fuck around for fun or if I'm lucky, find someone serious. But the idea of the guy I'm talking to is interested, is probably talking to 50 other girls, makes me sick and jealous. I'm obviously a serial monogamous. My question is, how do I get out of this mindset and put myself out there? I'm someone who pretty much enjoys doing almost everything. I love to try out new activities and go to new places. I have a ton of hobbies, probably too many. Extremely competitive in both sport, games, and pretty much everything because I find it fun and but not a sore loser. I have my own opinion and thoughts on things and love to listen to others' perspectives. Sometimes to add a bit of spicy and fun, I piss people off by roasting them, calling them up and busting balls. Anyways, I can't seem to find anyone that interests me or have or finds me interesting and that makes me want to have some fun or the right guy to settle down with. I will say i do have a much darker deeper side to me where i don't share with pretty much anyone could there be something much deeper that is holding me back that i'm still unsure of would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on this sorry this is long much love mr anonymous hmm this is a toughie well it just sounds like you have you know i mean you really didn't have sex it's not really sex is it no no so i mean it's penetration so yes yeah it did take me quite a few times to lose it too for the same exact reason. It was just too, it hurt too much. Yeah. It's, like, it's difficult for you to open up. Yeah. Physically for sure. Yeah. Um, the only way it even did happen was that like he started making jokes to like, like we just decided like it was not going to happen. So we're just like pretending or we're like we're having pretend sex. And then it just like relaxed me enough to. Oh, thanks. It's like I'm in the room for your first time. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I, that's what I really wanted to hear right now. I was now. trying to help her. So I'm sorry if that. Mark, can you cut it? I'm cut sorry that? if that cut, makes cut the you. audio to my headphones, please. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is tough because I I've never been in this position before. What? Like where it's like um. I guess it's like intimacy issues, or it's like. No. Or no. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. Okay. I would say that, it's um. Trust, maybe. No, just having the lack of experience. Lack of experience, yeah. I think. Okay. You know, like your one experience, like, so for me, it took multiple times. It was mm-hmm. like hard to do, Um, but it was also with my boyfriend who I'd been together with for over a year. Right. So like, I didn't have to worry about like him like- Bailing on you. Yeah, yeah. bailing yeah, on me. Like sure. that would just never happen. And if it did, that would be like shocking, yeah. right? And so, like, she's had she had a really traumatic experience of like, not only did she like finally decide to give it up, and it finally went in, but then the guy just like gave up on her and was like, nah, never mind. Yeah, Bye. it's pretty crazy. So now, of course, you're gonna be scared that the next person that you actually develop feelings for, it's like okay, but when they they come to have sex, which like it's probably gonna happen pretty soon after we start dating, because that's what adults do. Like, they're going to find out I can't do it, and then they're going to leave me. It's like, that's your only experience with it. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I guess in a sense, it does cause intimacy issues because you haven't been intimate with anybody because you're blocking it. And she even says that she's like, she, she's the one to cut it off before it even that's goes anywhere. Think. That's what I think. Yeah, but like, you know that about yourself already. 
like you're really self-aware i definitely think you should see a therapist because i'm not an expert on like trauma or like you know things like that um and i'm sure that they could give you some tools to help yourself with but yeah i think that you definitely need to get out of your box a little bit no pun intended (laughs) man we're we got a lot of bits in this one and um and like give yeah give people a chance give give people like a chance to just get to know you better and you don't have to like think about it as like oh well they're gonna want sex like after three dates so i have to cut it off now like don't think about it like that that's true you can set your own boundaries and be like oh i like to take things slow right you know get to know people i think so yeah yeah and it takes you a bit to open up because you haven't done it yet well she kind of did well yeah but i mean like emotionally oh you know yeah. like all of that stuff that goes along with it yeah like she it took this guy months for of him trying to get her to like him and then when she finally did he was like peace that guy's kind of tight though <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy yeah so i think that like um once you find somebody that like allows you to open up at your own pace and that you're and you're able to actually do that and maybe you have like a little bit of a relationship for i don't know six months to a year you'll it'll be so much easier and then even if that relationship doesn't work out i feel like you'll be able to open up quicker because you understand how it kind of works like the ebb and flow of things like before you get in that first relationship it's kind of hard to figure out that's so true you know that's so true it's been so long since then so we kind of forget about that even the template is you're like yeah what the fuck is all this exactly yeah that's very true so i think that it just comes with experience and but you have to let your yourself have that experience by like you know trusting a little bit more yeah Yeah. letting people in yep yeah not physically right away but you know eventually emotionally and i wish you the best mr anonymous mr question mark mr question mark our next question is called beauty standards Hey, Nikki and Steve, I love and respect you both so much, and I really value your input on this funk I am in. Medium to long email, but I think it's an interesting discussion. Smiley face. Yay. Okay. I'm a very creative person. I love to draw, paint, make, plus wear nice jewelry and clothes. I love makeup and hairdressing and tattoos, etc. I'm struggling to place myself outside of this capitalist beauty culture, if that makes sense, and I've been questioning the purpose of all this recently. I've been thinking deeply about what makes me happy and how I can live the life I love. I've always wanted an artistic, creative career. It's my passion. I'm good at it. It all excites me. I love the freedom and lifestyle it brings me, self-employment, and I like and I want to make people feel good. My next venture was going to be to become a beauty therapist, and I was really excited about it on and off. Due to overthinking, I feel like it's not quote-unquote useful enough. I just want to make people feel more comfortable and happy in their skin, like how I feel about getting beauty tre- after getting beauty treatments. But part of me hates that beauty standards even exist, and I feel the need to be pretty to live a happy and confident life. I see people saying they dress nice and wear makeup for themselves, but for me, that's just not true. It's fun to apply, and sure, there's art to it. Who doesn't like pretty colors and sparkles? But I do this mostly for social approval. I hate that society treats you better based on your genetics and what beauty treatments you can afford to get to supplement that, and it's been seriously depressing me lately. I feel like if I do this for work, I'd be contributing to these beauty standards, and I suddenly feel super guilty about it. But this was my plan, frowny face. 
A lot of beauty standards are a result of the patriarchy, and I've been seeing lots of TikToks about makeup being anti-feminist, sexual women like Meg Thee Stallion being anti-feminist, surgery being anti-feminist. It's just all driving me nuts. However, a lot of these women still do their hair or wear piercings. Is it not human nature to want to look good? They say they are quote-unquote rejecting beauty standards, but I kind of think that's BS. They're still trying to look good or however they feel comfortable. You can't reject certain standards. You can reject certain standards, but I don't think I've ever seen someone just be quote unquote ugly and 100% okay with it. And what about trans people who want to express their gender identity? Men have beauty standards too. Are they criticized for wanting to be attractive or getting surgery or going to the barber or going to the gym? I'm just finding it very hard to navigate beauty, especially as a straight woman. I want to look good, be accepted by society and find love, but I feel like I'm conforming to a cage and caging other women by encouraging this. I hope you see what I'm saying. Now, whenever I do do my makeup or hair or wear nice clothes, I'm thinking who slash what am I doing this for? I even feel guilty when I compliment people's appearance. But is it so bad to want social approval? I wish looks didn't matter so much, but in this society, they do. And a lot of it is biology anyway. So should I even be feeling guilty for our biology? I even feel like this when I make jewelry or make a nice piece of art. I think, why does someone want this? Why does looking at this make people feel good? What does this bring to their life? I'm not sure if I'm onto something or just mentally ill and self-sabotaging, lol. I would love to hear both of your relationships with beauty, and I'm not sure if the beauty industry is too overwhelming for me to navigate. I love the visual arts, but maybe I should try writing inspirational poetry or music or something instead, but I don't want to ruin a good thing. Thank you. Love you. Everything gets exploited. Yeah. You're having an existential crisis. Mm-hmm. I mean, people like, like, you know, some people have watches. Some people have watches that cost a lot of money. And some people get those watches because they like to be in rooms with other people and then those people are, are all competing with each other about the watches. Some people just like having a watch that looks nice and it makes them feel good when they put it on. You, you can't judge everybody just because some people do one thing one way. Yeah. Um, also, like, I think the seed of what brings you joy is your thing. And you're questioning it because you're like well, what is this, how does this contribute to society? And how does like, is it all like just superficial nonsense and, and now I'm contributing to all of that? And no, no, you're not actually, you're not. Because throughout, actually we just talked about this on um, Should They Don't Tell You After Dark, but it was a Patreon episode because it's after dark. Um, but we talked about how like I went through a similar thing where I was like, I've always been in an artistic, creative type of field. And I'm like, yeah, but like I'm not like really doing something meaningful for society. But then you think about it, and if you look back, art is like the one thing in every culture that it like it reflects the culture and society of that time. And it's the thing that we have to look back on to see how other cultures operated and like how, how hu- humans kind of like evolved and like what things were like. And it's been like that throughout history. And artists, you know, in the past, artists were actually revered as more of a uh, more more important to society than they are now, or at least in America. Like in England, actors are still supported very much so, but like here in America, you know, sometimes it's just like arts or, or the art artists or whatever. Yeah, like, well, unless you, know, you made it and you're fucking in Hollywood and you're like at the top of the right. Pyramid. But you're going through something I think is typical, like the tortured artist thing, where it's just like what does it all mean, you know? And it's like, it's good to be questioning things because like, that's what... Your values, you're finding your values. Yeah, like, and having meaning in what you do is always better for a creative person, you know, Mm -hmm. having something, making something that means something. 
But I, I don't think that... Searching for the light in things, I think, is better than searching for the darkness. Yeah. And I think that, like, like for example, like, you have been decorating our house. Like, why do that? Why are you falling for, like, standards and, like, all this kind of shit? Well, because it brings you joy. I, mm-hmm. I know that. I know for, for, for a fact. And it makes me joy when I walk into a room that's decorated. Exactly. So I just love it. And I like, love that I did it. And I love that I knew the process of doing it. That I was there the whole time. That I remember what it was like when it was a baby in my head. It's like... Oh, a blank room. It's like a baby. It's like anything that you're starting. It's like a little baby. And then when it's finished, it's like a finished piece of work. It's like you were there and you nurtured this baby and look at it now. It's like something you could be proud of. And I don't think that it goes as deep to like, like, oh, but now I'm helping people um, be too wrapped up in beauty standards. No, like you're making people feel good. The original intent is there still. And when you help somebody or like, you know, you make, I don't know what you like make over somebody maybe. um, And then they feel better about themselves. It's that's you're contributing to joy and you're actually, I don't know, like the joy comes from creation and so when you're a creative person and you're creating you're contributing to creation you're contributing to joy in the world like that's what you're putting in the world you're not taking from the world you're not a destructive force and you're not like putting people in a cage people want to naturally gravitate people naturally gravitate to what makes them feel good absolutely and i I do believe the women because I am I am one woman that does do those things for themselves where you're like, oh, you know, people say they do it for themselves, but I don't do it for myself. Well, maybe you'll get there. I don't know. But um, because like when I was in my 20s, I definitely was like, oh, I got to look a certain way or whatever, like to fit in or to get the part or to whatever. Um, But now I definitely like most days don't wear makeup, but when I do decide to wear makeup, I'm like, hey, I really like putting on makeup. Like, yeah. it was really fun. It's just a fun you get process. Yeah. yeah. And then I get to go somewhere and I feel like really, I feel like a different person or like a more enhanced version of myself. And it's not like I need that makeup to like be this enhanced version, but it makes me feel good. So who who cares? And I don't give a shit if that guy thinks I look good or if that girl thinks I like, did my makeup like you. shit. I feel good about it. it. And I look and I don't need it to feel good, but it does feel good. It's like when you get new clothes and you get to wear your new outfit tomorrow. And it's like kind of fun. Yeah. It's like just because it's like, like when it's I have a you. cup of coffee in the morning. I fucking love my cup of coffee in the morning. Exactly. Do I need a cup of coffee? Well, now I probably do because I'm kind of addicted. But, yeah. you know, do I technically need it? No. Am I contributing to addiction by having coffee? Maybe you can make that argument, but I don't feel that way. I think that life is just really short and you should enjoy like what brings you joy. Like that really is the guidepost to what you should be doing in life. Like people aren't, I'll tell you what cages people, people aren't meant to be caged into like some job that they hate that's monotonous and doesn't bring them joy. People are meant to like follow the joy. They really are. And I'm not telling everyone to quit their job and like, you know, that's what they're assuming. Grow broke and whatever. <laughs> like, I'm telling, best. I'm saying, like, you can find that while you're still at your job if you don't like your job, and then eventually, like, maybe it leads somewhere. But it really has to start with that. Like that, I really believe that every person has this internal little guidepost. This, like, I guess you could call it intuition or your gut or whatever, and it tells you every day. Every day, it's like sending little signals of like, hey. This thing makes you happy. This thing makes you happy. And most of us ignore it. And if you get really good at not ignoring it, if you get really good at listening to it, 
I feel like those people are the ones who you look at and you're like, wow, they really found their thing. Yeah. Like, do you know how they found it? It's because they just continue to listen to it. And I think that people get conditioned to ignore it. I love that. And, also, sometimes you got to live inside your own body. It yeah. sounds like you're trying to live for everybody else and you just got to, in my opinion, you just got to live for you a little bit. Yeah, and I do think that sometimes TikTok, if, oh, you wa- if you watch too much of that, if you're scrolling too much of it and you're sucked in, any it's the same media. thing with like the news yeah, or absolutely. any media really. Any of it. Like everyone's trying to evoke emotion, an emotional response to you. Like that's the things that do the best, things that are getting the most eyeballs, whether it's the news, whether it's a TikTok, whether it's, it's, it's creating an emotional response. Yeah, drama. And so if people are like, yo, makeup is anti-feminist. It's like, they're, that's the thing that's fueling their emotions. Maybe they're really passionate about it. Maybe they believe it. I'm not taking away from it, but I disagree. I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm allowed to disagree. Well... <laughs> not on their TikTok. I just, I'm not going to get emotionally into it. Like, I'm not, I'm, I get to decide how I emotionally react. I, I no one gets to decide how I emotionally react to something. Guys and, wear makeup. Is that anti feminist? Well, that's what she's kind of struggling with. Is yeah, like, it's like, like, guys do, guys, is going to the gym um, to like m- get better muscles. Like, Dude. If you're not doing it solely for health reasons. Can you imagine sitting there though and trying to figure out if everything you're doing lines up with whatever the hell? Like I just yeah. think that's madness. I think yeah. that you will drive yourself crazy. Absolutely. I think if you are doing something that brings you joy internally from the process of doing it that doesn't impede on anyone else's happiness, yeah. you're fine. You're so fine. You're good. You're already good. You're good. So I really, really hope that you soak that in and like, understand that because i get it i get how you could like you just want to do the right thing you're like yeah. and you're but stuck. she's having an existential crisis absolutely a bit. and like also just don't don't forget please don't forget and i everybody could use this advice everybody me included please put a little extra dollop of not i won't take myself too seriously in your coffee or whatever yes. you drink in the morning like a little extra dollop of that i think will help a lot of people yes yeah so I hope you take that and I hope that you run with it and I hope that you just continue to create and do the things that bring you joy and and maybe like maybe one day like you'll realize you're not doing it for society. Maybe like you'll very very much be in tune with what brings you joy alone in a bubble basically. Yes. And that's the thing. Like I know dudes who get joy from fucking sneaker culture and I'm like, I'll never get this shit, but good for you, dude. And and also, I guess when I think about it, like when I do the makeup, I do like going out and getting like, it makes me feel good to be around society with the makeup on. Yes. Like it's not just me at home in a bubble. True. It's like, I probably wouldn't put makeup on if I was in a bubble, but it's that's part of it. And it doesn't even matter what the actual reaction is. It's just me being out in public with it. I yeah. don't care what anyone else thinks about it. I feel good about it. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I wish you the best with that. It is a great discussion. Thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, good question. Yeah. All right. We do have other questions, but we are at the end of our time. So thank you for submitting those. If you have a question, again, you can email us podcast at Nikki.limo and we will answer them as, as soon as we can. We'll try. Absolutely. And if you want your question answered sooner, you can go to patreon.com slash sticky, S-T-I-K-K-I. We take Patreon questions first absolutely we do other things so we'll see you next time thank you for listening bye-byes bye-byes